0: So, uh, the way that tonight uh, will work, or the kind of uh, style of tonight, is that it's going to be, um, uh, if you were listening to the recording alone, you would miss out on what tonight uh, is at least meant to be, uh, because I want it to be less of a um, content download uh, and more of a time of um, bringing ourselves before the Lord, uh, examining our parts, and seeking Him to work in us, uh, reorient us and work in us that which we can't do on our own. So I wanted to... My hope is that it's it's more of an event, actually, tonight, than it is just gaining information. Um, In in thinking about this topic of evangelism, I suspect that much of it is not our lack of evangelism, if, if if that is a thing, is... Not so much because we don't know many things, uh, but there are hearts. It's because of our hearts, at uh, the place of our hearts, and we'll see what I mean as our evening unfolds. Uh, and so um, uh, that means, well, let, let, let me start this way actually before I say this next statement. How often do we uh, evangelize? Or perhaps, I mean, you know, this, this may or may not have gathered the best evangelists in the church, but um, just thinking for ourselves, when was the last time we spoke to somebody who wasn't a, a believer? Um, and telling them about Jesus. And then perhaps generally. Um, how often is that the case in our lives?
1: Non-rhetorical
0: Non-rhetorical. Non-rhetorical, you can answer. Yeah, <laughs> go for it. And uh, maybe I'll... I'm using this as a definition of evangelism. Um, speaking to people about who Jesus is and what Jesus has done in his death, resurrection and ascension with the aim of converting them to trust in him, and follow him.
2: But does it have to be all of that in order for it to be advantage?
0: Well, I guess the reason I'm putting it that way is because...
2: Um, I'm just thinking it's different. If you've known yeah. someone for a long time, yeah. it's very different to if you're doing kind of cold contact evangelism mm-hmm. where you might have more of the... This mm-hmm. so because if you've known someone over a long period of time you might have conversation about Jesus and what you believe about Jesus but not say the whole gospel mm-hmm. in the
0: conversation yes I understand what you mean I guess the reason I'm putting it that way is because um, I realise this is something of a straw man but in order to um, push us a little bit I'm trying to get past that place of, you know, knowing somebody for three or four years and talking about the fact that everybody's seeking meaning somewhere and, you know, various things are letting us down. Um, and kind of, yeah, some people. Um, find meaning in their career and doesn't it just not quite work and then we kind of leave and think you know that was I guess it was part of it and so I I understand the wider you know building blocks and creating you know um, like plausible structures or whatever um, within which then the message can actually be heard but I'm distinguishing The message itself, which is which has that aim of converting the person, which is a um, which is telling them the content of the news. There's an event that happened. Uh, There is promises about the future that will take place. Um, The Lord will return to judge the living and the dead. Um, Everybody will give an account for their life, etc. Um, and this is the news that we share we share news that has happened will happen and then we tell people and you need to trust in Jesus um, in order to inherit a certain life and so I'm taking that as a at some point somewhere along the way this information has to kind of pass by our lips um, to the other person and they have to it doesn't count if it's felt or heard, simply as an optional thing, then they haven't heard the news. Because the news is, it's good news, uh, but they haven't, I don't think they've heard it within the framework within which it's meant to be heard, Um, there's something missing in it if there isn't a sense of aiming for conversion, or any sense of urgency. That doesn't appear to me to be the way the news comes across in the Bible. So that's why I'm narrowing it that way. But when we do that, I think it's helpful because it does get us to the point of kind of, okay, how often are we actually doing that?
3: We don't necessarily have to do it all in one go. People don't hear all those points. That's right. In one go, they might. I mean, you can be a Christian and not hear yes. some of those so when we evangelize, we, we don't necessarily put eight points over in one final minute go. Mm-hmm. Evangelizing the community as well, not necessarily evangelizing different. We don't necessarily all put all the points over all individually. We might we can work as a, a team to, as a church for dinner, to yes. put the message out. And we, we all have a role in different
0: parts of that. Yes. Taking those things into consideration. How often do you think we evangelize Thank <laughs> you. more now you're saying more than in, in the past mm-hmm. yeah it's only not like been of the other day mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. I don't hardly ever evangelize I did it more when I was not working for a church but mm-hmm. not, not for you
4: I don't think a, a, you know a, a guilt trip helps or setting the bar so high I mean there's lots of times you know I mean yeah I mean there's uh, one of our neighbours there at church today um, you know who Emily's been working for about three or four weeks it's not got as far as talking about what Jesus has done for his sins but it, yeah does Emily evangelise I'd say yeah without a doubt intentionally in relations, doing things continually, and her prayer life, intentionally, and that's, that's evangelism. And I think if you're doing that, then you're also evangelizing. And you know, Ping had her estate agent along two weeks before that. These are people who are intentionally bringing people to hear the gospel. You know, I think they're. You know. You know. I mean, they are. If you deliberately make it as a very small definition, it's, it's not going to, you know, you know, it's not, it's not going to happen. I think, I think, I don't think you're failing to evangelise, mm-hmm. or, or Chris is, as by, mm-hmm. if they just don't have. I mean, I, I've stood up on a tube train. I've gone through all those points mm-hmm. to a tube carriage in London, intending to convert people. That wasn't my finest evangelistic moment. That was Mm -hmm. an act of bravado. You get complimented by people for your Christian zeal. Mm -hmm. You know that. You know that's. But that's not. Yeah, it's a. It's a. We don't want to just make each other feel guilty Mm -hmm. um, because we're not kind of
0: doing everything all in one. Mm-hmm. Go. Or... So um... uh, I know. I know you mean about um, making people feel guilty. Uh, I think the reason why I'm going from this particular angle is because if um, I'm, I, I guess I'm just working from my own heart, and um, I know that I'm quicker to um, make a. I'm quicker to say the things that I am doing are more evangelistic than they are. Um, I am more aware that um, yeah, obviously guilt is not a good motivator. Um, If we end up being motivated by guilt then we're not motivated for the right reason. But I see evangelism as the same as other things. So I think we're called as Christians to live godly and upright lives Um, and sometimes it's good to focus on whether or not we're actually living godly and upright lives and it doesn't it's it's a kind of non-response to say gosh all this talking about having to live godly and upright lives makes us feel guilty because we're not doing it therefore let's either loosen the definition or not talk about it as though it's something that we ought to be doing um, because of how it makes us feel. My, so I think my hope tonight is that it won't drive us to guilt because it's actually we're doing something in evangelism that we can't do on our own strength anyway. So if we leave and think, right, you know, there are two options as it were, which we I thought that tonight will be more of an event than content. The two options to take it are either, gosh, yeah, maybe there I mean if it's the case that we think to ourselves, actually I am evangelising already, um, perhaps I would like to learn maybe some more strategies that will be for week three Um, or maybe there's some different theological, you know, there's some theology of evangelism that will um, that I need to clear up like a question you know, Uh, am I doing it rightly, that would be week two, but this week is yeah, I think without checking our own hearts and without myself checking my own heart first and kind of saying, actually, how much am I, am I evangelising? How much is my life geared around unbelievers? Um, am I oriented towards them? Do I step out in courage um, in those moments? Am I willing to, not necessarily, of course not all the time, go to that place of, you know, every conversation walk through the whole list, Obviously will suggest we stand up on the buses in Oxford um, and go through that definition for so that every person you pass um, hears that definition. That will be method later on. Um, this is more a question of um, yeah, examining our hearts. So i put here at the beginning and then Tom will hear what you've got to say. Um is I, I put if our goal tonight yeah don't get me wrong, if, if you're in the category and you, you you think to yourself, actually I'm totally fine on this front, then don't don't worry. You, you, my words can just they can just roll off you like a duck's back. Um but if our aim is to justify, make multiple multiple reasons justifications for why we don't evangelise then the exercise of tonight will be in vain, because we can do that. Um, The point of the exercise is to um, examine whether or not any of these things are issues. So the particular reasons why we don't Um, evangelise. I've got a bunch of reasons why I don't evangelise. And I'm only then suspecting that those issues will be more widely spread. <coughs> <destroyed>. Um. <so. laughs> yes, exactly. This, this, this tonight. That's right, yeah. Things like. And so even going to that question of. And that's why I've, I've screwed the definition so tightly. Because if it's wider, then we might all just go and then go, that was nice made me feel warm and fuzzy, and nothing changed. If we don't think anything needs changing, then in one sense we can kind of just pack up and go home, because we're just going to go, well, we're already doing it, we're doing it brilliantly, and that's it. Uh, truth, I mean, uh, what's it, uh, Ali is the only person that has been baptised in this church as a convert, since I came here 18 months ago. So there's a kind of empirical dimension to whether or not we are reaching locals. Prior to him, was it you, Tom? Alex
3: Jakutay.
0: Alex Jacketay. No. And then Tom here. So there's a dimension there. That's a kind of time thing. There's a kind of data thing, looking around at ourselves and thinking, numbers-wise, in this area, how many people are there? Obviously we can say, from a fruitful versus faithful perspective, you know, our job is to be faithful, our job is not to be, you know, so concerned about the numbers the Lord gives the growth. Um, I think that's right. Uh, But at the same time, I think this is... um, In the same way that we do this with our godliness, we take stock of our lives and say... You know, actually, I do have a wife in my house. How often, based on outside data, is there a way to look to see how I'm doing in this particular X areas? How often have I stopped to have a conversation where I'm only talking to you because it's you versus some business transaction because we run a home together? That's fine to do and good to do because it it functions as a diagnostic tool. And so that is the key function that if tonight will function as a diagnostic tool for us and each of us will have our own hearts to lay before the Lord and say, actually, I'm fine. Um, Or we have a chance to um say so, yeah, right. Uh maybe there are a couple of things there that um this has been helpful, this particular aspect, this context in which we live, uh which is applied heat, pressure, um, that then gives rise to um expose the type of lives that we live or the hearts that we have. Um and so my tight definition of, of, of moving towards the aim of conversing with somebody is because I know for myself all, all the other parts are easy in evangelism, as it were, or easier. In my mind, the hardest parts are when it gets most narrow, most urgent, most personal, and most necessary. Um, and my hunch would be that the reason why we wouldn't have, or at least i push back from, or, 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 or shrink back from that moment, is because that's at the point where we know push will come to shove, either in this particular relationship or um, in this particular context, because that's where it's going to now become a null. Um, but I suspect <coughs> that, the, that if we don't, we could float along for I don't know. How long could we, how long will we float the long pool? Oh, nice. mm-hmm. uh, and kind of, yeah.
5: So, I think that there's more to be had. Tom? Um, I don't know quite what to say at this point. It's now because we haven't moved on. I think... I mean, I did have a conversation this week with someone on all, all of those points. I think they didn't get it. Mm-hmm. So, in one sense, it, it, it perhaps couldn't be defined. But certainly, that's what I mean. We talked about death, resurrection. You know, the, the points you made. But I don't think he heard it as this is the only way. Mm-hmm. Um, but that's not usual for me to have a conversation where oh. all those things are together or mostly together. it was quite brief mm. um, and I don't, I'm not sh- I don't, I'm just thinking you know it's not that I don't want to have those conversations mm. prior, sometimes it's just the providence of God it mm. seems this person I've seen the previous week and again it's easier in a sense when you haven't got a Sometimes, and one of the throwaway comments he made was I don't know why we're here and I thought, oh, we, we can't that point. I don't, I'm going to, I'm going to respond to that. Mm. But it, and it's tricky. It's, it's a question, I guess. Some of the question is how provocative should we be? Is is mm. also yeah. there? Anyway, I'll leave it with that at the moment. But I, but I, I mean, yes. I do. I, and, and different people have more time to do. I mean, obviously, we've got different contexts, but. I do want you know, I'm, I'm here, I want to be better, mm. I want to pray about these things. Um, but I know that e- we're all gifted differently, I'm not making an excuse. Mm. But, but we, we just have to, pray. yeah, I just think it's it's dif- it's difficult. To, mm. to, um, and I think it's because we fear God, we've got to do that like we were looking at Cor- Corinthians. We've got to grow in that step
0: so the idea now is on your pieces of paper we're going to miss the first jumps and we're going to go straight to uh, (coughs) the the question which is what are the main reasons why I don't evangelise more often put it in how you like there in your for your own definition, if it's not you, <coughs> as I said, you, you, put, it, put it in put there what you like. This is the, the point of the question. There is to uh, to examine our hearts. <coughs> we only talk about new converts to
6: Christianity because certain other course have. Uh, I wish to encourage those who have fallen away you you love, you know, you and confusedly press the faith. you could argue that they have been pushed in the first place and they're happy in the way. But a number of people I know who press the faith, young know it and now don't. And, and for me, uh, I'm more keen to see that kind of. Because it's a personal relationship. As opposed to mutually um, confident people you don't have a relationship or friendship with. As like I said, so I would see my values as a way of first trying to do what's the faith. Back to that, and that almost is a hard nuts crack because uh, they've understood that message at one point, and then it's something that is there for them, no longer wants to come
0: back in shape. Mm. That's almost harder because it's that, that hard to do because we do really understand it all in terms yeah. of the, the mindset. Yeah, yeah, make totally. Yeah, I think that, that, you know, that counts. you know Broadly speaking, you know, the idea is we want people to who don't know the blessings of eternal life to to know them. Um, and that's because they've grown up in a Christian context and then um, and wandered off, They're perhaps never been converted, they've never had a heart change, But absolutely yeah. And it is it's a broad you know, a broad frame of mind it as well, you know. That's my um the frame of mind that we've got that kind of outward-looking um, frame for for others. So yeah. Um, 30, 30 more seconds on that and, and be, uh, be more specific so if you said fear just fear be more specific about what you, fear of what um, and if you meant fear of rejection be more specific um, or if it was lack of confidence be more specific as to what you meant by confidence, or if it was lack of confidence in the gospel, or lack of confidence in God, be more specific about what you mean by lack of confidence in God, or lack of confidence in the gospel. Mm. We'll do that for 30 more seconds, and then think through the top uh, one on your list, and we'll try to get a the top two amongst us. Okay. Now let's uh do the top two. Who wants to have a go? And then we'll. Who wants to feel confident that they've got one that will be popular? Go, Tom. i <laughs> <laughs> are scared that people will think I'm awful or stupid or tolerant or arrogant and so on and so forth.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: Is that common? Hands up. We want to get the two top. We're only going to have five minutes in, on each one. We're going to do five and five. No, not so common. No, kind of. I've got to for that, not necessarily for the reason why scared. Certainly fear,
6: yeah. but not having that fear. Right. Okay. What
0: about just fear more generally then? Some general type of fear.
6: Yes. <laughs> I mean, all of
2: my fear.
7: <laughs> 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 okay.
0: okay. All right. Fear is kind of possibly. Who wants to do a, a second option then?
7: I, don't know I can discuss it back that option. Um, so, for example, today I was working with a community the community midwives at First part and everyone's in the office. So, thinking that now, it's like it could have been an opportunity to sort of segue into what they were talking about. And they were a bit, the two midwives were quite opinionated. They we were talking about there's a church group, I think, that meets the other side of First part. so They were discussing how they think that healthcare and um, religion should be completely separate, and they think it's awful if we do any sort of um, healthcare provision within even the church building because they think that's mm. awful. Um, but they were really quite um, powerful. And I wasn't in the conversation, but I was in the room. And I was sort of just, in my head, I just felt just thinking, like, oh, I'm not going to join in this one because I don't think I can. So, because this their, I guess, it's the strength of their opinions and how they came across, but then that's also my fear. And thinking, actually, yeah, my fear of my and my fear. I and mean, mm-hmm. like, not that it was necessarily a direct thing to talk about or to evangelise mm-hmm. but even just like the conversation mm-hmm.
0: I yeah. like yeah. was like yeah
7: so they were yeah
0: yeah I understand fear still still general
7: yeah.
0: but category there um, what about another what about something else
3: Sometimes, you during to. it's, um, it's, it's hard to keep your own ears too enthusiastic, too en- enthusiastic. Mm-hmm. I mean too opinionated. <laughs> so, you, you want to, so you you hold back because you want to wait for an opportunity mm-hmm. when you, mm-hmm. the subject comes up, or a ace of melons, rather mm-hmm. than bursting, you want something... So you, you, you don't, you're fairly, fairly looking too weird I suppose but it's not, it's not necessarily for yourself it's
6: just because ah, yeah. you, yes, you want to
3: have a good opportunity to
0: yeah. try, because it's not sort of personal yeah. it's more of a sort of uh, i thinking of the long term really
3: yeah. yeah. Anybody else can resonate with that? Is that a big hitter? But it seems like this is it? It's, it's difficult in our social sort of context to actually challenge people, isn't it? It's hard to, it, It's hard for A lot of relationships, you are You you're trying to be and things. I mean, you might argue about the football team, but it's, certain things are acceptable. But to yeah. other things in politics, because, I mean, sort of... Mm-hmm. Certainly where I work, you can kind of be careful. You carefully, use language about politics, friends you do know, to, to, to try and keep things calm. So it's hard yeah. to, in that context, to, to say some things. It comes back to the weird thing again. You, you want to sort of do it in a way that's it? not
2: yeah.
6: acceptable. No.
2: And that's, what I think, my first yes. one is that fear of a lot of relationships. So I just think back to down the way we now to disagree with someone is to hate them. And so often that's the fear is if I tell you, because essentially I'm telling you they're wrong, mm-hmm. right? If they don't believe this, and say this is just true. Mm-hmm telling them they're wrong and there's this fear that if I confront them and even obviously you don't have to use aggressive language, but you are confronting them, telling them they're wrong. And there's a fear that that will just totally ruin the relationship mm-hmm. between you and them. Mm-hmm. But that's a big fear of mine, especially one of my family. I think. Mm-hmm. Most of my family is fear that yeah it
0: yeah, just totally break down. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Oh, no, other, um, uh, so uh, other, um, anything here at this table that that might be into the
1: big category that others, everybody, or is it different? Touches everything, but, but one of the big reasons is that I don't pray, mm-hmm. thing, thing and yeah. I'm seeing school friends in two weeks and far off, haven't prayed about opportunities there might do now but you know it it touches a lot of things um, because coming back to what what Ellie was saying you know you pray and God answers and God answers partly because you pray and you open your eyes Mm -hmm. and you you pray and your heart begins to change Mm -hmm. Um, so I mean I think it does touch a lot of other reasons but it's a massive reason Mm -hmm. that I that I don't I don't look for, it, look for it because you pray for what you value and you know I think prayers for me is partly related to busyness as well which is one of my big reasons you know you pray about what's in your line of sight a lot of the time unless you're you know better at kind of planning to pray and laying things out but yeah, if you're, you're busy and you kind of rush prayer at the end of the day for example when you reflect on what you and Maybe think oh I should pray for that person. I know that situation is going. On. Mm-hmm. But you'd actually you don't actually take a step back. Mm-hmm. So that's a bit of a waffle but just I think prayer is connected mm-hmm. to a lot of these mm-hmm. reasons and it really helped mm-hmm. mm-hmm. uh, so.
2: yeah meet so I think Jesus is one that they need for so like people around you who look like they're quite suited or look like they've got their stuff. Do I really truly believe that they need Jesus all their thing? Which is kind of connected to that, connected to love, connected to like so a bigger understanding of eternity and where whether it's going to my life
5: Last one? I was almost taking it wider still. It might sound a bit general, but I think it, it's a lack of love to God is what I had as my number one. Because it's the more you understand the scriptures and the gospel and God, it's you know, we are called in whatever capacity to tell people. And so part of our reason for not is we're not this discipleship, basically. Well, it's not who do we it's a fair thing you could say it's about do we fear God sufficiently it's mm-hmm. the, you know, do we love him I think because then because we, we're secure in him if we love God and then <laughs> <don't know>. that's what I put so here's a few that I have and then
0: uh, and then we'll think of I'll do these and then do the last couple of things so, this is why I don't evangelise more often. Um, one, because of lack of love for my neighbour. It's the same thing here. Um, yes, he is genuinely not as concerned about him as I could be. Um, a lack of concern that the coming judgement will be as serious for them as, um, as the Bible says it will be. So the kind of urgency, is just not there. A lack of conviction that what I actually have is better than what they have. So a lack of actual sufficiency for my own you know, when there's almost a, yeah, I think sometimes it's almost like that they seem okay. And what I have is not a kind of, you know, hey, do you know actually what I've got? It's amazing. Um... The fear, fear of break, yeah, the breakdown of the relationship, fear of rejection, and the loss of the relationship, uh, fear of rejection, and, the, and just simply the embarrassment that that would bring, just that awkward moment. I think the underlying thing there is my own, own comfort. i just like to be comfortable generally. Um, there's a fear of looking stupid by what they might say, and therefore I sound like a dummy. Yeah, um, As I'm, uh, uh, yeah, like, oh my gosh. Yeah. Turns out I started talking about Jesus and you know, now you've convinced me not to believe. <laughs> um, uh, or it might be um, looking stupid by what I say. I say something stupid and then my pride's hurt. Um, it might uh, be because of the awkward con- consequences that I don't have to live with. Like at work, for example. So essentially, I don't really want to... uh, Not here. No, but when when I was in the workplace, you know, it's the kind of, oh, no, now I've had that conversation with the person that I work with, and it's like, right, well, now I just have to live with that awkward reality. So it's better to just, like, continue, just to basically live this whole relationship that we have out, never talking about anything that's going to create any friction, So get as close as I can to spiritual matters but not to the point of creating any friction Um, and hope that you cross the line or somebody else talks to you or whatever it might be or who knows just hopefully things just turn out okay. Um yeah, and that's just because, yeah, I just don't have, then you have to deal with it. You have to kind of deal with, like, reality then. All this stuff comes out, basically, when you start getting all that. You, you know, their heart comes out, your heart comes out. And it's like, oh my word, this really is like, you're actually. turning the lights on to the reality that is, anyway. And that's just uncomfortable. Um, yeah, too busy. So just kind of lack of intentionality, same thing here um, or it might be a uh, fear of jeopardising our job. So, like, from a networking point of view, do you know what I mean? You're the person who's the Christian, like, freak, and so it actually spoils our career opportunities. Um, the lack of confidence in God to actually turn up and save people. Mm-hmm. So, just the lack that God actually does save. So, just kind of... That point is almost like a uh, that kind of connected to a disheartenedness, you know, like a despondency. Basically, like I've tried this, doesn't really work, so just give it up, really. Um, or lack like of confidence in the gospel. It's just too un- too offensive. I mean, who's actually going to buy this message that I've got? Um, There are some of the the things. Let's take the last few minutes that we have together to... um, Gosh, time's absolutely flown. To to turn it around now and go back to a piece of paper um, because this is where I think we can turn to the Lord, you see. If it's relevant for you, then do it. Um, If it's not, don't do it. Um, take go back to your piece of paper. Think about what your fear might be, or your misunderstanding, or your reason might be, and think: How does the gospel apply to that? You see, where does the gospel come in? If it's, um, and I'll give some examples. If it's because of suffering, you know, if it's any of these uh, contexts of suffering, we think about Jesus's words about taking up our cross and following our suffering Saviour. Um, like um the writer in Hebrews, who went outside he went outside the gate and suffered that shameful death. You know, he was a shameful guy. And so we go outside the gate with him and bear the scorn as well, as his followers. Or we hear his words um, Yeah, take up your cross and follow me. We remember that life is a life of trial. That's the Christian life. And that the enmity between believers and unbelievers is real. And so next week, perhaps, the theology of evangelism will help us to get a framework within which we can um, feel more confident and perhaps feel a bit more at peace and okay with some of these realities. Or if it's a fear of rejection... Um, it might be coming back to, you know, because it's relationships or whatever, it's coming back to the love that God has for us in his son and the acceptance that we have in him. And so his love drives out the fear of Man, perhaps, um, that applies to looking foolish, or it might be that it's a lack of confidence in God and the gospel, um, uh, like 2 Corinthians, for example, where we've been given this ministry by the mercy of God and so we don't lose heart. Um, because it's been given to us by God, and so we're working in God's power. Um, or, or Romans 1 16, the gospel is the power of God for salvation. So we come back to God's power for God's ones. Anyway, I'm rambling. That's a few. Brainstorm for yourself and think through where in the gospel is this thing in my heart met. Do that for one minute. Um, <laughs> right, we'll have to bring it in there because our time's up. Um, and this is, um, this is where I was hoping to um, go, but it took a little longer tonight so we didn't quite get to that point. But... Um, was to move away from um, just the, in some ways it's the same as holiness you know holiness can be viewed as a an ought um, you know a thing that we ought, you know oh, yes, right, so we do that. or it can be viewed as a privilege um, that actually would get to the holy um, and we've been enabled to be holy. So there's a it's quite a powerful shift, I find, that happens when when that when that change happens. And in the same way, there might be a um, helpful shift that happens. Um, not if we feel that we have to be witnesses for Jesus. You see, like that was a kind of. Um, Hassle that we 've somehow adopted for our lives, but um, and so this is the hopefully the intended function for tonight now is that these things would function to push us back into God actually and to say, You know let me go back to my, uh, myself to the Lord um, This question of wanting others to know the Lord, you see, this almost can help us to reorient ourselves, who is it that we serve um, and change our perspective so that we can um, see that it's a privilege for us to be witnesses um, of Jesus, to have the mark of his name on us, uh, to be his ambassadors, and in every place to uh, carry around his aroma, so that, um, yeah, to, to, to be a witness for him. And the and text uh, for that, or as an example of that extraordinary uh, text is in Acts 5, where, you know, the apostles have just been beaten and they've been charged not to speak in the name of Jesus and then let them go and the council beats them. Because they say, you've got to stop speaking about Jesus. And then they leave the presence of the council. This is Acts 5 verse 41. Then they left the presence of the council rejoicing that they were counted worthy to suffer dishonour for the name. That's just an extraordinary perspective. Mm-hmm. And it seems to me that when the worth of Jesus goes up in our hearts so that we see how marvellous he is, you know, and, and they've got this clear sight of that, that actually then every day and in the temple and from house to house they did not cease teaching and preaching that Jesus is the Christ because they were happy to be counted worthy to even be dishonoured for his name. For um, Myself, The benefit for me is I want to be able to see Jesus like that, so that that's my perspective around others, not so much a fear and have no tiptoe around the situation to cause me the least amount of pain. But I want to be able to push myself to the place where I'm saying, how can I most honour Christ for who he is, um, and the privilege of being a witness for his name. I'm going to pray, stop, and then pass dismissed. Um, and if, we, if you want to carry on with the conversation, uh, let's do that. Um, it, it sounds like that might never happen. I'll pray. Father, um, thank you for our time together tonight. God, I want to pray that... Uh, Anything that is unhelpful would fall by the wayside um, and anything helpful would stick. Uh, We pray for ourselves that you would give us such a sign of Jesus that we would consider it an honour to be counted worthy to suffer for his name. Um, We want him to be high and lifted up in Oxford And we want him to be high and lifted up in our own hearts. Um, I speak for myself and anybody who wants to be involved to say that I'm sorry for um, the times that I'm self-absorbed and don't fear you or love you um, over my neighbour and actually have a lack of love for my neighbour for various reasons and various spheres. Uh, please grant me, us, courage and love for you and greater and clearer sight uh, so that we can live for you in a way that's worthy of the Gospel. Uh, this is something beyond our power to do and so we pray for the power of your Spirit uh, to enable us to be witnesses uh, which is the very reason well, one of the very reasons that you sent him to us, Jesus. So we pray, do that work um, in us, that impossible work, in Jesus' name. Amen. 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 Amen.